Hello, Brianna here, and welcome to A Taste of Motherhood, a podcast dedicated to bringing you evidence-based health information for all seasons of motherhood, so you can free yourself from the never-ending Google search to find freedom with your food, exercise, and health. As a perinatal nutritionist and health expert, I see dozens of false health claims daily from influencers, random people on the street, and even from physicians, and it breaks my heart. And as someone once told me, don't try to find your passion. Find an interesting problem that breaks your heart and fix it. So that's why I'm here. Grab a cup of coffee, find a quiet spot, and enjoy today's episode. Hello. Welcome to today's episode of A Taste of Motherhood. It has been an interesting couple of weeks, to say the least. Um... It started with my husband being out of town for 10 days and then a snowstorm. Um, This is October. So a snowstorm for three days that led to the kids being out of school without my partner at home. So four kids, one mom, no school, no work as a result. Um, And then everyone started to pass around the stomach flu. (coughs) Thankfully, after a week of passing around the stomach flu, um, I got the chance to go to Mother Retreat, um, M-T-H-R, look it up, please go next year, come with me because I'm definitely going, Um, hosted by my new amazing friends, Um, gosh, just like being in the woods in California, without kids, without responsibilities, without cooking, cleaning, laundry, any of those things. Um, And just being with a bunch of other moms who are following their creative endeavors, um, be it their, you know, their main job um, or, you know, a hobby or a side hustle or whatever serves these women in this season of their life. And just to be able to cut through the small talk and the, the like, how are you, who are you situation and just get really deep. I mean, I think in the first like 10 minutes of being there, um, I was deep in a conversation about Zoloft and SSRIs and postpartum depression. And like that kind of magic only happens every once in a while. I've experienced it once before about um, three years ago with my now very best friends um, with Wild Hearts Weekend, which unfortunately they don't do anymore. So Lindsay and Lauren, if you're listening, maybe maybe you want to do that again and I'll be the first one to sign up. But anyway, all that to say, I'm back from mother. I'm back from the stomach flu. I'm back to hopefully normal days of school for my kids and back in the office and recording podcasts. So um, over the weekend and really over the last few months of talking to people, um, they hear what I do. They ask, you know, how that got started. And I realized that I haven't really shared a whole lot of my personal story. Um, so that's what today's going to be. I'm just gonna, usually I have notes because I, you know, cite research studies or, you know, want to make sure that 
I'm covering everything that is valid and applicable in the same episode. But today I have no notes. I'm sitting down um, and I'm going to start at as far at the beginning as I can and kind of just talk through how I did get started um, as a nutritionist and maternal health expert and, you know, where that started, where I am now, how I got here and why. I mean, because that's really what it's all about when it comes down to it is why, why we're all here, what we're here to do and the motivations behind that. And it's the same with any kind of health behavior change. You know, it's not going to work unless there's a super strong, motivating, empowering, internal why. Um, yeah. So from a very young age, I was interested in food. Um, in about third grade, I was eating some chicken and, um, I'm terrified of birds have always been just absolutely terrified, terrified of birds. So I'm eating some chicken and I have this like visceral image of a chicken flying around in my stomach. And from that day on, aside from some prosciutto and maybe some chilled shrimp, um, I stopped eating meat. Um, and my parents had no idea what to do with me. I had no idea what to do. I didn't like a single vegetable besides like artichoke. Um, (laughs) so I was a vegetarian who didn't eat vegetables. I lived off of, uh, cheesy pizza rolls, pasta, cereal. Um, and that was pretty much it for, gosh, I mean, until high school, until after high school, I was a vegetarian, um, in that way. So the most unhealthy vegetarian you can imagine. Um, I honestly don't know how I didn't, I mean, maybe I'm still developing these, you know, chronic diseases and illnesses. I'm sure that my anxieties and my, um, depression is related to, to my diet for over a decade, um, as a child. So anyway, that's how that started. I was interested in food in a way that was kind of roundabout and not health interested. Um, but I've always loved food. Um, my parents, my, my dad owned a restaurant, um, not like the best food, but their potato skins are really good, <laughs> nice and greasy and fit into my really unhealthy vegetarian diet. Um, and then my mom and my stepfather, they had both spent significant amounts of time like overseas. Um, their parents are and were very good cooks and very worldly in their approach to food. So, um, so it very closely followed, um, a Mediterranean diet, um, which at the time I didn't know what that was. I just knew I enjoyed, you know, pasta and olives and maybe I would eat a cucumber if, 
if it, you know, had the right kind of seasoning on it. But so I grew up with really good food. You know, I was eating pasta for most meals, but it was like really good pasta with really good toppings, like really well-balanced meals um, for the most part. And then for lunch, I would have like, again, pizza rolls, um, the cheese kind, because, you know, the pepperoni kind of pepperonis. <laughs> so I would have pizza rolls and tater tots every day for lunch um, when I came home from school. So when I went to college, I started my undergrad studying musical theater and ballet at Point Park University in Pittsburgh. So I get to the dining hall and I wasn't interested in any of the food offered. And by that point, I was a little more flexible in my diet. I was willing to entertain eating meat. Um, but the dining hall food was awful. It was terrible. It was nothing compared to the level of, you know, food my parents were cooking at home. And, you know, regardless of the, you know, very unhealthy vegetarian diet I was eating, I couldn't find food that I loved and food that made me feel good, which was ironic because Point Park University, what its main you know, side of the university is this conservatory of performing arts. So there's all these people who are, you know, using their bodies as art um, by way of dancing and acting and singing. And it was kind of shocking to me to see that a school that puts such focus on humans as art wasn't feeding us any kind of good things. That is to say, until I transferred schools, um, I left because I wasn't interested in the lifestyle that was associated with um, musical theater, and that can be a whole other, other episode in and of itself. But I left and ended up at Hanover College in Indiana, where the food was even worse. Um, like, miles and, I mean, much much worse. In the like takeout area of the dining hall, there was always um, Pizza Hut, Pizza Hut pizza and breadsticks. And I mean, who can pass up a Pizza Hut breadstick, right? Um, so anyway, and then, you know, in the dining hall, there's always ice cream. There's always cereal. Um, those are always like the staple options. And then there's the really sad salad bar. So um, through college, I got more and more interested in food. I ended up with an undergraduate degree in philosophy, which was mainly because I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life, but I knew I was interested in humanity. I was interested in motivations and why people do what they do. And I, I, I've always been a really good people watcher. I like to watch people and see what they're doing and how, how they're doing it. And, and with philosophy, I was able to kind of dig back into history and dig back into, you know, a bit of neuroscience about it and just see motivations behind behaviors. And that was really interesting to me. So after undergrad, I get married right away. And within three months, I end up pregnant on birth control. 
And we had moved, married, got married and moved straight to Florida from Ohio. And shortly after that, we moved to California. And again, still not really interested in food, not really eating a lot of meat. Um, but I was pregnant and I was so confused. Like as a 21, 21 year old, fresh out of college with no job, no prospects, no idea what to do with my life, because with a philosophy degree, you either go on and get a PhD and teach philosophy or you go to law school. And while law school sounded interesting with, you know, being the wife of a Marine, I didn't know where I was going to be and for how long. So I did not pursue that route and just went full in on being a mom. Um, and the story is getting really long, <laughs> but there's a lot of nuances that have shaped, you know, how I got from that really unhealthy vegetarian cheese heavy diet um, to teaching women how to nourish their bodies through motherhood. Um, so while I was pregnant, I, um, at a prenatal appointment was told by my OB to, that I needed to gain weight, that the baby wasn't growing enough and, um, I needed to gain more weight. And so she suggested that I eat candy bars, specifically Snickers, um, because I have nuts, it's, you know, protein and healthier, (laughs) um, Snickers bars and protein shakes to gain weight. Um, and I I get home and I'm like, okay, I'm going to go to the grocery. I'm going to go get some candy bars. Like, cool. That's awesome. Um, the doctor said so. And, and the protein shakes really stopped me for some reason. Um, and the more I thought about it, the more I, I questioned it and I didn't understand why, why was the only way to gain weight protein shakes and candy bars? Um, why was there not another way? Because as cool as eating candy bars every day sounded, it didn't sound healthy at all. Um, because candy's not healthy, right? That's what you're taught all, all along. Candy's not healthy. So why would, why would a doctor tell me to eat candy to feed myself and my unborn child? Um, so that didn't sit well with me. So I started, you know, where any good millennial would with Google. Um, so I Google, you know, healthy pregnancy weight gain or, um, healthy pregnancy diet or, um, you know, any variation of those things and really came up empty handed. I came up with blogs, um, blogs of, from, from women, you know, sharing their story without any credentials or education to back it up. It was just, and there's so much good in sharing your story. Hi, this is my story. Um, but I wanted to see the science. I wanted to see like, well, why, why, why does, you know, why would this make me gain weight? Why is this the healthiest way? What, and whatever the question was. And I kind of went back to my philosophy degree on, you know, what's the motivation behind this? What's the reasoning behind this? Why do people do what they do? Um, and thankfully, my philosophy degree degree from Hanover College 
um, taught me how to research and taught me how to write. So I, you know, discovered Google Scholar and um, started researching and trying to figure things out for myself. And there really wasn't enough information I could find. And at the time, I was leading these women's circles for moms. Um, we would meet every month in a different location and, you know, have coffee or lunch or, you know, wine or whatever. And talk about life without our kids. You know, it wasn't like, oh, how's so-and-so sleeping? It was, how are you doing? And what's, what's going on with you? And it kept coming up again and again and again that people don't feel well. You know, mothers don't feel well. Mothers feel run down and sick and tired and unhealthy. And it kept coming back. The conversations kept coming back to food. And that was when I was really getting more interested in doing more research about, you know, maternal health and prenatal health and prenatal nutrition. And, you know, why isn't there more information and really getting frustrated, but also inspired. Um, I took a plane trip with my husband to, I don't remember where we were going, but I remember being on the plane and I read this book. Um, it's called The Crossroads of Should and Must by Ella Luna. And it's one of my absolute favorite books in the world. And I felt in that moment on that plane ride after reading that book that, you know, maybe, maybe I should just, you know, follow follow the advice of the doctor and eat candy bars and gain weight because sure, I'm sure that would make me gain weight. Um, (laughs) but, but I felt like there was something else that I needed to learn. I felt like there was something else that I needed to learn so that I could bring that to the mothers in these groups I was leading. Um, So I ended up finding an online graduate program for nutrition education from American University. If anyone's interested, it's amazing. Um, And I can help get you in touch with the admissions office there. But I found this program and it sounded perfect. I mean, it sounded exactly what I was looking for, enough flexibility in topics of study and electives to where I could kind of tailor it to that maternal health aspect. And so I did. And through that program, I learned so, so, so much about food. And, you know, through the course of the getting my master's degree, I changed my diet and I'm no longer that unhealthy vegetarian eating pizza rolls and cheese. Um, (laughs) and I feel amazing and I've been able to help other women feel, you know, just as good, if not better in their diets and actually ended up going back to my original OB who I didn't see for my other pregnancies, um, and giving her my card and saying, look, um, thank you for, (laughs) thank you for, uh, the information you presented on how to gain weight during my pregnancy. I've since been to graduate school to find out some better, you know, healthier options. And I would love to talk with you and, 
you know, see if we can work together on, you know, helping your patients, you know, be healthier with their food. And I never heard back from her. Um, (laughs) Then that's okay because not, you know, that's okay. Um, I have worked with plenty of other OBs and physicians since, and the collaborations there have been very, very rewarding. So since then, um, since I started working as a nutritionist about three years ago, um, the question kept coming up, um, you know, when I would talk to new people, you know, do you, do you help women who are plant-based? Do you help vegetarians? Do you help vegans? Do you, you know, can you help those? Because when I was pregnant with my third, my doctor told me that I couldn't be vegan while I was pregnant. And at that time I, I was, I had throughout the course of my master's degree, it all clicked like, Oh, this is how you eat healthily without animals. I get it now. Um, it's not just pasta and, you know, tater tots. So, so I, it was almost an experiment because I, had been reading and listening to so many stories about um, animal welfare and environmental impacts on animal agriculture, and then also kind of unlocked the secrets, if you will, of a balanced, healthy plant-based diet. So I was like, you know what? Let's go all in. Let's do this. Let's let's be the healthy plant-based eater that I couldn't be um, growing up. So I get to the doctor during my pregnancy. I'm like, all right, I don't need to gain weight. I'm good. I know what weight I should be. You know, I know those levels are good. And then she comes back and says, um, you know, she's really concerned about my vegan diet without doing any tests or anything. Um, she didn't even test for iron, which was interesting. Um, you know, she just said, I just don't feel comfortable. Can let's, let's add some eggs into your diet. Um, let's think about doing some salmon, um, to get your omega threes. And, and it wasn't even in the form of like a, you know, how do you feel about doing this? It's let's do this, this, and this, and then you come back and, um, then you'll be healthy because you'll be eating animal products. And, um, that really didn't sit well for me. So, yeah. So I shared with her my concerns and my, you know, values for one, like this doesn't align with my values. I can't just abandon them. Um, and I wrote my thesis in, well, not my thesis, but because we didn't have to write a thesis in grad school, but, um, multiple, 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 I mean, every project I did, every final paper I wrote, um, for each class during graduate school was about plant-based pregnancies, plant-based diets, plant-based breastfeeding. Everything was plant-based because that was my main interest. And so I just, you know, listen, here's what I know. Here's what I'm doing. And I know that this feels good. I know that I'm getting all the nutrients I need. Um, and I'm going to continue like this. And if that's not okay with you, if you can't support me in that, then I'll, you know, find someone else who can. Um, and we ended up, 
you know, accepting that. And we worked together wonderfully and it was, you know, probably my healthiest pregnancy yet. Um, and so, so since then, many women have come to me and asked me the same question, you know, do you help plant-based women? And so since then, things have kind of shifted towards, you know, focusing almost exclusively on women who are following plant-based diets and have experienced similar situations with their physicians um, or with their parents or with, you know, their neighbors and the random person on the street who tells you that you can't get enough protein while being a vegan, which is completely untrue. Um, (laughs) And at the same time, you know, there, there is no one healthy diet. I mean, I'm living walking proof that, you know, a vegetarian diet can be horribly unhealthy, um, more unhealthy than the standard American diet. And so it's always, you know, well, compared to what, you know, is, is your, is, is my diet healthy? I don't know. Compared to what? Like, are you meeting all your essential nutrients? Are you, you know, thriving? Do you feel good? Um, and in pregnancy and postpartum and fertility, there are specific certain things you need to be more aware of and more conscious of. And yeah, you need to be taking some supplements. And so it's, anyway, it's all a balance. So there's my story. <laughs> um, and it's been a really wild ride and I'm very excited for the next season. I'm excited for the next steps and what what comes next. And for me, what comes next is a webinar on plant-based eating for moms. So next week I will be emailing out a webinar so you can, I'll link it in the show notes where you can sign up for it. It's free. I'm not going to sell you anything. Um, and it's covering the essentials, the essential nutrients for a plant-based diet. It's covering how to deal when everyone from your doctor to your mother to your neighbor tells you that this is unhealthy. And then getting into specifics for, you know, conception, pregnancy, and breastfeeding, and what how that looks different on a plant-based diet. And this can be anyone who's, you know, who is currently following a plant-based diet or vegan, vegetarian, meatless Mondays, whatever. Um, And this can be for someone who's curious, who wants to learn more, who's interested in maybe leaning that direction and wants to make sure you're doing the best you can for yourself and your children. So that will be next week. There's a link in the show notes to sign up for, to receive that workshop. Like I know we're busy. We're not listening to anything live. Like I don't. So I will be emailing the video, the webinar, workshop, whatever you want to call it, um, next week. So it'll just come straight to your inbox. You can watch it whenever you want. Um, so yeah, that's that's that. And I'm excited to dig deeper into specifics on plant-based nutrition um, during the webinar. So that's my story. And it feels weird to talk about myself for 30 minutes, but there we go. And I uh, will talk to you next week. That concludes today's episode of A Taste of Motherhood. You can find more information about everything we talked about in the show notes. If you liked this episode, please subscribe on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts.
rate and review, and share with a friend who could benefit from the podcast. That's all for today. Gotta go pick my kids up from school because mom life never takes a break. See you next time.